Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today, the Gunthers and the Matthews are visiting the New Garden Rock Museum, and we'll be learning a Bible lesson about the Flint Rock in Ezekiel 3.9. So grab your Bibles and a friend. Come on and join us. ready to go? Yes, just a second. I'm trying to help Sarah find her shoes. I'm trying to find the rock missing from my rock collection so I can finish my science experiment. Maria, which rock is missing? There are four, eight, twelve... Oh, let's see. Yeah, twelve rocks right here on the table. I like the white rock the best, Maria. Honey, let's save the rest of the dishes for later. Jonah, could you grab your jacket so that we could all get in the van? Sarah, please put down those big knives. You might fall down and cut yourself. You could cut yourself. Yes. I can see the scar where you cut yourself. Shall we get hurt and go to the hospital and see a doctor? Jonah, why don't you go tell Sarah that? You might cut yourself. Okay, Jonah. Grandpa, is there going to be a fish as big as the whale that Jonah got swallowed up by in the Bible? <laughs> well, I'm not sure there will be a fish that big, Sarah, but there is a great big fish aquarium next door to the Rock Museum. Oh, that's okay, because I'm sure they have a pink fish. Maybe. I think that a black fish would be so much cooler. Esther and I really want there to be a pink fish, though. Is everyone ready to go? Sure. Yes. All right. Yep. Everyone should get a partner, right? Good thinking, Maria. Why don't you take Jonah? Sure. I can try to show him a big fish. Can Esther be my partner? Yes, Sarah, but we should all try to stay together. Before we visit the fish, let's look at all the pretty rocks in this museum. I think I can find all the types of rocks that are in my rock collection. Thanks for letting me borrow your seal file, Mr. Matthews. I've tested the hardness of 14 different rocks so far. So what is the hardest rock in your collection? My hypothesis is that the hardest rock is flint, but that's the rock that is missing from my collection. I also hypothesize that Jacob took it. I didn't take it, Maria. Maybe Sarah took it. I didn't take it either. Wow, that fish was huge. Yemaya, I want to come here every day. Me too. What about if we have our lunch and then our Bible study? We can eat at one of those picnic tables over there. That sounds good. But then again, lunch always sounds good to me. Everyone get their questions ready? Nehemiah, 
Your hand shot up first. What's your question? My question is in Ezekiel 3, verse 9. Let's look at Ezekiel 3, 9. And maybe we should start with verse 7. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. All the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. In other words, God says that they are not saved. He says they are not listening to me. And he also tells Ezekiel, who is God's prophet, that they will not listen to him either. What's a prophet, Mr. Clumpter? Well, Esther, a prophet is someone that declares the word of God. Why does God say that he will make Ezekiel's face stronger than their faces? Like Flint, Grandpa. Jacob, God is preparing Ezekiel so that he will boldly declare the truth, even though most of the people will not believe what he will be telling them. And they will oppose him and refuse to listen to what he has to say. Jacob, did you read your chapter and verse? Yes. Grandpa, do you know the scripture that says, the last shall be first and the first shall be last? Yes. I was wondering if there was still hope for me. Yes, Jacob, there is hope for anyone right up until the day of the rapture, May 21st, 2011. When we get to that date, that day is also the first day of the day of judgment. And then there will be no more hope. Honey, does that relate to what God is teaching in Revelation 7, that a large crowd, a great multitude of people, are being saved today? Yes, in these last 17 years, from 1994 to 2011, far more people are being saved than at any other time in history. What about Jonah and the whale? Jonah, God is not a respecter of persons. The people of Nineveh is a spiritual picture of the people being saved today. Maria, can you read Jonah 3, 8 through 9, please? Okay, Jonah 3, 8 through 9 says, But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent, and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not? Grandpa, if we cry out to God for mercy, will he save us like he saved the whole city of Nineveh? That's a very good question, Maria. Nineveh was a great city of three days' journey. And God told Jonah to warn the people of Nineveh that he would destroy their great city in 40 days. And what did they do? I know, I know, Mr. Gunther. All right, Nehemiah. What's the answer? They humbled themselves and cried for mercy, hoping that God would save them. Does that remind you of somebody else in the Bible that cried out for mercy? Was it the publican? Yes, we read about that in Luke 18, 13. 
Can you take that, Jacob? Sure, Grandpa. Luke 18, 13. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. What if I'm saved, but my brothers and my sisters are not? Should I be happy? Well, I don't know, Esther. If they are saved, they're going to be caught up or raptured to heaven in their brand new spiritual body. If they are not saved, they are going to be left behind. We don't get into the new heaven and the new earth as a family. Everything is done one by one. By the way, Esther, do you know where your mom and dad went to? Yes, they went to find a spot to feed baby Naomi Booth. Okay, yes, Jonah. Did you have another question? Can I cry out to God for mercy? Of course, Jonah. The time to think about our family and to cry out to God for mercy is right now. That is why I'm talking to you children about these very serious matters. Even though someone may be two years old or three years old, they can cry out for mercy just as an adult can. Does that mean I'll get saved if I'm not already? Nothing can guarantee salvation, Esther, but we can be encouraged, like the Ninevites, that maybe, maybe, God will save us too. Do you have a question about a verse, Sarah? Could we talk about Revelation sixteen twelve through 16, Grandpa? Sure. Would you like to read it for all the boys and girls listening at home? Yes. Revelation sixteen twelve through 16. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Which is the spiritual meaning that the Euphrates River dried up, Grandpa? Sarah, you are correct that we have to understand Revelation 16 spiritually. This is really speaking about Satan as he rules in the churches in particular and over all the world. The people that are serving and worshiping him, though they don't understand that, are actually being prepared for the day of judgment. May 21st, 2011, will be the start of Judgment Day, which will last for five months 
or 153 days, and it will be the day of the Battle of Armageddon. Will it be a real battle with tanks and jet fighters, Mr. Gunther? It's not a physical battle at all, right, Mr. Gunther? Your dad's correct, Nehemiah. It will be the time when all the true believers will be taken to heaven in their new spiritual bodies. But for anybody that is left behind, it will be a terrible condemnation as they realize that they were not saved. But I thought the waters of the Euphrates River are being dried up today. That is what my social studies lesson said. The great river is drying up right now. The river Euphrates is used in the Bible, Jacob, but not in connection with Babylon. God speaks of it when he refers to the nation of Israel. The Euphrates River is really a spiritual picture of the kingdom of God on earth, not necessarily the true believers. This can either be the churches and denominations of our day or the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. I don't get it, Mr. Gunther. That's okay, Esther, but let me try to explain it better. Have you seen the New Garden River in the summer, Esther? Sure, it's empty. Yes, there's no water in it at all. And what does water mean spiritually in the Bible? The gospel, the water of life, I think. You're correct, Esther. Well, the Euphrates River is a spiritual picture of all the churches and denominations that God did use for 1955 years, but he stopped using them in 1988. So there is no more living water there. It's all dried up because they are dead and Satan is ruling there. Just like when God stopped using the synagogues when Christ hung on the cross in 33 AD. Do you remember when the veil of the temple was ripped in half from top to bottom by God himself? Jacob, what is that you are holding in your hand? It's my missing flint rock. Well, boys and girls, on that note, it looks like we've come to the end of an era program. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we learn something new from the Bible. May God richly bless you with His salvation. For a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, The Rock in the River.